All right, let's say Illinois plays, what, 25 games. We don't know yet. The schedule isn't out. But let's go with 25 games. Our beat writer, Scott Ritchie, who is also an AP Top 25 voter, has looked into his crystal ball. What do you got him finishing? I think 19-6 and six is a reasonable record. All right. That might win you a Big Ten title. It'll get you a good seed in what we hope is the NCAA tournament. Richie's going to explain his thinking in this week's Inside Illini Basketball, plus a special guest, Scott's mom. Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, what a weekend it was here in Champaign, Illinois. You know why? I got to meet Mrs. Ritchie. Not your wife, Scott Ritchie, but the real Mrs. Ritchie, your mom. Right? Yeah, it was a big moment for you. Robin Ritchie, the pride, the mayor, the queen of Eureka, was in town, came to Champaign to see her son, her hardworking son, Scott Ritchie, and to lavish him with money and praise and things like that. I mean, s- sort of. I mean, I think you were the only one that gave me money this weekend. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> it was great seeing your mom, and I I had to apologize. Ed Bond, our producer, wanted to know I had to apologize to her because uh, apparently sometimes I pick on you during the podcast, and your mom kind of gave me a dirty look when she was introduced to me. Well, for our listeners at home, uh, that's classic gym exaggeration. There's no dirty look involved. But my mom is a podcast listener every week. She's my new favorite. And she had some questions. She texted me later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To ask you Uh, some basketball, some about laundry, some about upkeep, office decor. We'll get to those later in the podcast. I'm... What episode, Certainly not looking forward to What it. episode are we on, Scott Ritchie? 119. 119 of Inside the Line of Basketball. Appreciate uh, you sticking with us. Appreciate all the questions you've been firing to us during downtime. Getting close to a basketball season. Still don't have a doggone schedule. The heck's that coming out? Well, the season can start on November 25th, so um, I imagine before then. And honestly, maybe not. Yeah. This is going to be a very fluid college basketball season. Um, but, uh, you know, practices do start in nine days. All right. So 
I would imagine the coaching staff would like to uh, maybe have an idea of when their first game might be. It, it could be November 25th. doesn't have to be, of course. But uh, there has been one official change, of course, to the schedule. The Arizona game that was supposed to be played at State Farm Center on December 12th uh, will not happen this year. It was pushed back to next season. Good. I know you're going to say, oh, Arizona's no good this year, so it would be a win for Illinois. I'm just saying good for the chance of some fans getting to attend a, a good non-conference home game, which, like, never happens. That's fairly accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, be better for the fans, but as you mentioned, probably better chance of an Illinois victory this season. Um, Arizona obviously lost Nico Mannion, Zeke Naji, um which green is their green? Josh Green. Um, they're top three players, all freshmen last year. Combined for 63 points, in fact, against Illinois out in Tucson. Um, all in the draft now. Strange Arizona team. They got one top 50 prospect from the U.S. in their 2020 class and then added, five, I think, five international players in their freshman class. So definitely a different approach on the recruiting trail for them. So I would have projected an Illinois win this year. Would you? Yeah, absolutely. Tough call. It would have been a beat down. Perhaps. Next season, uh, Illinois could be in the having to replace some key pieces standpoint. So, I don't know. But no Arizona game this year. No real idea what the schedule is going to look like either. Although there was a report from Jeff Goodman that Illinois could be the team to replace Rutgers in one of the multi-team events, or this is just would be a one-game, one-off game against Baylor in Orlando. That'd be a heck of a game because that's if you're Andy Katz, two top four teams in the country. If you're me, it's still two top ten teams in the country. All right, so again, back to the question, if you want to try to answer it this time. When's the schedule coming out? There's no date. In fact, I mean, Come basically every national basketball writer, whenever they tweet about scheduling for this season, can I say this on the podcast, on a type of show that it's been? Nope. Starts Your mother S. would not like it. She, well, she's heard me say things before. <laughs> um I mean, it's a podcast. It's not on the radio. It's a shit show is how they've described it. All right. They're trying to schedule. That's everybody. And there's been some discussion that coaches are going to try and get to how the season, the number of games is set up changed because it's you can play 27 if you're in a multi-team event. You can only play 25 if you're not. Multi-team events are either being canceled, Illinois was in their Coast Classic, or being changed. That's led to some of the issues with the scheduling, um, but we'll see. A couple other things sort of being looked at by the Division One Council in terms of basketball is whether or not, like, fall sport athletes were given an extra bonus year of eligibility this year, whether that will apply to winter athletes hmm. and... I would imagine that will be approved 
just because I mean there's just because you can start playing on November 25th and you can maybe play 27 games, it's doubtful anyone's really going to hit that mark. At least, you know, the entirety of college basketball will will do that. So, bonus year. I mean, that's five years of Andre Curbelo, maybe. All right. On the court about that. Be interesting. All right, so we're still waiting uh, the schedule. Uh, some other scheduling information. Football starts here pretty doggone soon. Brandon Peters going to meet with Scott Ritchie tomorrow. Via uh, Zoom, where I live these days. All right. Well, I'll be interested to hear from the Illinois football quarterback. He hasn't been talking much lately. Good to know he's still here. I've seen pictures of him. Have you? All right, so you, from, you're from pretty camp. confident he's still. Pretty confident he's still around. All right. Looks like he's grown an off-season beard. Sort of. All right. My must be a quarterback thing because I also saw a picture of Matt Robinson with the beginnings of a mustache. I think it's like a human thing. This is what you do as you know you grow hair during a pandemic. Right? You're mostly alone. you got nothing else to do. Why shave? Yeah. You make different choices in sure. a pandemic. Ed Bond's got it like a, a Lincoln-like look going on. That he's got to fix before the football season starts because the cameras are going to be in the radio booth showing who's calling the games. So he's got a few more weeks. Richie, as we all know, finally shaved his artist Gilmore-like hair. Maybe somebody makes a comment about that today. You made a comment about my hair today. Robin Richie should know that her son was at a party on Sunday, a small gathering. The News Gazette newsroom got together to celebrate its Sixth consecutive newspaper of the year award, of which Scott Ritchie has a huge hand. See, I'm being nice again here. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, you know, small gathering, outdoors. Six feet apart. Here. Scott Ritchie drank Miller Light. No, I didn't. Bud Light? Yeah. Okay. It was either that or Coors Light. Those were the three choices. Those were the beers of choice from the News Gazette sports staff. Good. Glad to see you out and out, out and about, Scott Ritchie. Acting like a normal human being again. It's been some time. Well, there's probably some debate whether any anyone's normal these days after some right. months of a pandemic. Well, I I was very thankful because you finally got around to the Georgie Instagram story in Sunday's News Gazette. I hope you had a chance to pick that bad boy up. Three dollars, it's a bargain. But each Sunday, college basketball extra full page of hoops news. This week's centerpiece by Georgie's Instagram frolicking. Well, it's not just frolicking. He's exercising, taking his workouts to the world um, and literally all over you know, at Cranert um, in the woods on random streets in Champaign. He is uh, taking a different approach to uh, some bonus workouts because, I mean, obviously he's still working in the weight room with Adam Fletcher, you know, still a big part of what he does, but he's just uh, getting back in touch with with nature a little bit. Who hasn't done that, really? Gone out to the woods and climbed trees and... Hung upside down. Right. Can't say I've hung upside down from a tree limb recently. Mom would not like that. I'm, I, th- I feel like it would end poorly for me. <laughs> the tree. <laughs> Two. Thanks. <laughs> They don't need you climbing trees, all right? 
Let's just stop it. Let's keep it to Georgie. Yeah, well, there's no threat of me climbing a tree these days. Georgie's almost 22. That's what struck me most about your story. Yeah. I am pro, like, old dudes on your team. All right? I'm pro. I like, I'd take a roster full of BYU guys who have been on missions for two years. Because yeah. the difference physically and emotionally from 18 to 22 is enormous. When Illinois finally has a team with a number of older guys, I mean, the last two years really have been very young teams. Um, but now, I mean, Georgie, almost 22, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, seniors. Kofi is an older sophomore. Um, Isles, really kind of a younger junior, but he's a junior. It's a veteran team. It's. I mean, Brad Underwood has sort of been building to this year, and obviously that build was helped significantly by both Iowa and Kofi coming back. But kind of started fresh after you know, his first season at Illinois. And you know, after that year, you know, six players were gone, whether they transferred or turned pro or returned home to Slovenia, as the case was for Matisse Basile. Um and now he's got an older veteran team in a season where I think older veteran teams with experience, especially teams that have gone through some tough times like Illinois did uh, two years ago, a year before that, because things aren't going to go smoothly this year. Um, you're not maybe going to play all the games on your schedule. You might have players that have to quarantine for 10 days or two weeks. So experienced older teams can maybe handle those situations a little better because they've just seen more, and Illinois is in that position. All right, you fired up to go trick-or-treating. Scott Ritchie, most of the cities here, Champaign, Urbana, Danville, gave the okay to go trick-or-treating on the 31st. I probably won't, okay. considering I'm 33, single, and childless. Okay. There's time to fix that. I guess. Won't between now and the end of October. Um, so, yeah, 30-year-old uh, single males that trick-or-treat probably have the cops called on them. Uh, so I, I won't be, but uh, I usually, I'm still good on the Halloween treats front. Um, really, every year. Okay. The terrific wife of our sports editor, Matt Daniels, Nora, gives me some trick or candy. I feel better now. This week's uh, College Basketball Extras uh, had a conversation with the Detroit Free Press beat writer about the Michigan State Spartans. Came through for you again. Now you wanted to hear all about Michigan State. Well, I, I'm glad I don't have to listen to Cassius Winston reviews anymore. It's too bad. He was a really good basketball player. But, uh, again, I, not to discount this year, but I really am looking forward to see what kind of team they'll have the year from now when it's going to be as as Chris Solari Solari, Solari. Solari said. It's going to be the best. Could uh, There's a chance it's going to be Izzo's best class ever, and that's saying something. Yeah, because it's already good. Right. And headlined by Max Christie. Include and it also includes 
a couple of Michigan guys, Pierre Brooks, Jaden Akins. That's legitimate. That's a five-star guard and two four-star guards. Where it could be ridiculous is if they get their 2022 commits to reclassify, both of which could. Um, so that would be adding uh, the best player in the country, regardless of class, in Amani Bates, uh, an Ypsilanti native, so another Michigan kid. And then uh, a big man out of Canada, Enoch Boakye. I probably butchered that. My apologies. That's another top 25 star recruit in the 2022 class that very well could end up in the 2021 class. And it's a ridiculous wealth of riches for Tom Izzo if that happens. Especially right. Imani Bates. I mean, but, he's, yeah. he's Kevin Durant 2.0. But like Arizona, they would have had a, um, a whooping coming from Illinois this year. Still can, actually. Still will. Potentially. I mean, Michigan State has yeah, proven to be a yeah. tough matchup for everyone, really, in the Big Ten. But, you know, Illinois has had some success, obviously. I would assume as a freshman, knocking down those big threes where, of course, Dan Dockage said it wasn't going to end well for Illinois, and turns out it did. But then Michigan State's won by 20 a couple times in East Lansing. So it'll be a maybe a more even matchup this year across the board all right you uh your top 10 list was a little uh wrong but uh we'll go with it not right? surprised immediate eligible transfers um some familiar names alan griffin list. i've heard of him checking in at number three high regard for alan griffin well i think he would have played a pretty key role at illinois all right stuck around and Syracuse, like Illinois, needed shooters, and he was Illinois' best last year. Okay. A couple of these guys made Illinois' list back in the day as possible potential landing spots. DJ Carton. The right? pride of the Quad Cities. Former uh, Buckeye, wound up at Marquette. Who needed a point guard with Marcus Howard graduating. Um, and number one on the list, Landers Nolly. Right. Uh, that, com- that both confused and surprised me. That that's number one. He's one. He's really good, and two, he'll finally be playing in his natural position at Memphis. Because, mm. like, there were times where he was essentially Virginia Tech's center because they were so undersized. Put a lot of power forward. Now he can play on the wing. Maybe have the ball in his hands a little more, and should should, in theory, do really good things for for Penny Hardaway. All right, has your Big Ten power rankings, have they changed at all in the last couple of weeks? They really haven't. I mean, I think I'd still have Illinois 1, Iowa. That's a strange season when Illinois 1, Iowa 2, Wisconsin, maybe 3. That's not your quote-unquote typical preseason top right. of the Big Ten. Michigan State, probably 4. Could be higher. I just need a, a tournament to take place. I think every fan of Illinois will admit uh, to that. Just make it happen. Nothing like last year, and we'll yeah. be all right. Well, I mean, in, in this case, I mean, the NCAA this past March 
really had no alternative but to cancel because the pandemic really hit it at its hardest right before they're going to play. There's no time to develop any alternative plans. Um, they will have had a year to work on contingency after contingency to make sure that the 2021 NCAA tournament happens. And I mean, in that case, I think it will. And then maybe Illinois tournament drought, which continued last year. I mean, they were in, but they were never officially in. So the drought will snap after seven years. All like, right. If you've been watching, likely, if you've but, been watching the NBA, you've been finally seeing some former Illini uh, getting in the finals. You all right with Myers Leonard playing? How's he been doing? I haven't watched the finals. I saw the Heat get to the finals, and then I haven't watched it a second since. I haven't watched a lot of it. Okay, because be honest, neither team really. I don't. It's not my favorite. Don't care for the Heat or the Lakers. Uh, yeah, Myers Leonard is playing. It's Bam Adebayo's been out with a shoulder injury, so. Sort of back to how it was in the first part of the regular, the, the pre-pandemic part of the regular season, where he was a Myers was a starter for the Heat, and then they got in the bubble, and that changed. Now he's back on the court a little more. Uh, Kendrick Nunn also still factoring in for the Heat. All right, but it's Lakers, I'd say, still are my pick because I have the two best players theoretically on the court. Although Jimmy Butler. Made a case that he's also still pretty good. All right, speaking of famous formers, uh, Lou Henson, uh, the late, great Lou Henson, um, is going to be a subject of a symposium on campus in October, late October. Uh, some uh, folks, Coach Coombs, Mark Coombs is going to be uh, be there, right? Who else is going to be there? Uh, Jim Phillips will take part. Northwestern and- guy, former Illinois yeah, Northwestern Athletic Director. Right. Um, and in terms of being there, I believe this is also a Zoom-type deal. He sh- yeah. Um, Rob Evans. Another Lou longtime friend. And Ed Hightower is also going to be All involved. Right. One of Ed Bond's favorite, Ed Hightower, a regular on the Saturday morning sports talk circuit. Yeah, and then um, a few maybe non-basketball people as well take part in uh, in it because the themes are obviously Lou Henson, his career, his impact, and then also some social justice, apparently. All right. Uh, so Tatiana McFadden, there rather notable. There you go. Illinois related athlete. So, yeah, that's end of this month, October 28th. All right. Again, we've uh, decided to focus on Scott's mom, the wonderful Robin Ritchie, this podcast, and uh, it's time to let her questions get answered. Okay. Number one. I am terrified. Boy, this is going to go. Number one. Is Coach Underwood nice to my son? Yes. That's it? I mean, it's it's sort of a yes or no question. Well, give me some examples. Let me expand on Robin's question. What do you mean nice? Oh, what do you mean nice? dinner? Like well, no, over at the Underwoods near the Country Club. Not sure anyone's ever been invited to the Country Club. Um, it's no, it's just a good working relationship and good enough where when I hurt myself playing golf a year ago, it's been a while. Um, hurt yourself playing golf? Well, I tried to pull off a shot 
I kind of did. Shouldn't have tried. Sprained, I think, a ligament in my thumb. Close enough relationship where he gave me crap about it. Well, he should have. You don't get injured playing golf. Well, I think that's factually inaccurate. That's Tiger Woods tore his ACL playing golf. You can get hurt walking down the sidewalk. No, but I tried to hit a punch draw from behind and then also under some tree limbs. And I thought I had the shot in my bag. Brad Underwood was correct and maybe assuming I didn't. All right. Number two, which players that Scott cover would be a best fit for a trip to Eureka? <laughs> Current roster only. Um, All of them. But yeah, I'd love to see Georgie in Eureka. What would he do in Eureka? What, what's the what's the go to place? Casey's we've talked about, right? Yeah. Is there like um, a is there like a Texaco? No, uh, Eureka is more of a has more than gas stations. Not much more. Uh, BP hey, haymakers. Uh, no haymakers. BP Hucks Thorntons. No Thorntons. It's BP Hucks and Casey's. There, there's three. Um, we could take him to. Eureka Lake. He enjoys the outdoors. To be fair, there's not a lot to do necessarily in Eureka, having grown up there. There's a third question from Mrs. Ritchie. Here's a good one, actually. A reminder to our listeners, these may or may not have actually come from my mom, and you can probably guess the may or the may not. Do you think it's necessary to be courtside to cover games this season great question because now you see radio you see uh, hometown radio teams calling road games from their home arena they're not at the place that happened in the baseball season the detroit lions did that um i don't know if she's pushing for you to go to these games or if she's necessary no, with a caveat. It's always better to be there because I think when you were there and sort of in that environment, you obviously see more than the shown on TV and you certainly hear more. And maybe with no fans, you'll hear everything, which would be fun. Because I imagine, just let's go back to March 8th, the Illinois-Iowa game. Imagine perhaps what would have been audible when DeMonte Williams and Connor McCaffrey were nose to nose and not thrilled with each other. Those are the moments you, you miss. And honestly, I didn't see the TV broadcast of that game because I was there, but did, I mean, did they cut away? Did you get to see all of the little dust up? Two teams, two rivals get fired up and maybe go at each other a little bit. So I'd like to be there. Is it necessary? No, but with that caveat. Yeah, there's an- another non-answer by Scott Ritchie. All right, I need answers. I can hedge with the best. And <laughs> also doesn't keep me locked out on one point. So it can't be used against me in the future. Question number four from Mrs. Ritchie. When are raises coming? 
that's a question for you, which I'm interested in hearing. I have, I have a feeling I know the answer, but I'd like we'll get to back to her on that. I'd one like next to be week. surprised. Let me, uh, let me ask some movers and shakers here in the company. Here's another great doggone. We need to hire your mom as questionnaire. Do you think today's college athletes now having experienced the Zoom way of the world, you think they prefer that as opposed to actually having to meet face to face with the media members? I think that's very athlete dependent. I had a conversation on, was going to have it on Zoom, my conversation with Georgie last week on Zoom, and then there were some technical difficulties, so we just talked on the phone for about 20 or so minutes. And at the end, we were just just sort of chatting, and Georgie's like, well, I don't know that I'll see you again in a long time in person. He's, I mean, a very people person. I think he enjoys the in-person interaction. Other athletes maybe are perfectly fine doing Zoom from wherever they are uh, with with all of us media types. I'm just curious, like, because Zoom is going to be the way of life for this coming football season and basketball season. Like, have we seen Lovey Smith in person for the last time? Like, in San Francisco at the Red Box Bowl? Will he only be available on Zoom moving forward? I don't know. I hope not. In person is better. I think you can develop a rapport in, as you're talking and asking questions a little better than through the computer screen. All right. It's all right. Better better answer, Scott Ritchie. I think the I think the athletes and coaches dig this. <laughs> you know, no offense, but they don't have any strangers coming into the locker room and well, in their business. We haven't had locker room access at Illinois. And right. I'm talking like the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament. All right. It's going to be a little different. Yeah. Okay. Can a beat writer's mother participate in a Zoom conference? I suppose I could send her the link. I don't know that she'd be interested. Okay. That'd be a weird one. That would be weird. Okay. Final question from Robin Ritchie. Again, may or may not have actually come from my mom. 25-game schedule for Illinois, she says. What's their record? Give me an answer. Okay, well, I got to think. I mean, it's 20 Big Ten games. Big Ten's going to be. You want me to answer for you? I got them 22-3. and 22-3. That's impressive. Um, it's really impressive, in fact. Uh, if you look at the Big Ten last year, let's just look at the Big Ten last year. The champions, th- three-way tie for the title. They all lost six games in the Big Ten alone. I imagine as good as the conference is top to bottom again this year, it's probably a number to shoot for. So that's, I'm going to say... Nineteen and six, or eighteen and six. You've struggled there with your math, didn't you? There for a while. Nineteen and six does add up to twenty-five. Good job. Scott. I had to <laughs> run it through my head a couple shoes. times. 
You know, I used to be better at math, but then I started just doing this job. Uh, I got 22 and 3. You got 19 and 6. We'll see how that works out. And I, I'll be surprised if they get 25 games, I think. And they could lose more than six. I don't know. I mean, this is a weird year where, I mean, when you talk the quote-unquote best teams in the country right now, they're sort of all considered Gonzaga, Villanova, Baylor. They could lose games. Illinois could lose games. Like you never would have thought they would have lost, just because it's going to be a wacky season. All right, thank you again, Mrs. Ritchie, for the questions. Hey, real quick, uh, some recruiting news late last week didn't go Illinois' way. Yeah, that's happened a little, little more frequently here in the the late summer into early fall. Yeah, Jordan Nesbitt, six six wing out of St. Louis Christian Academy. Uh, Four-star recruit. Picked Memphis over Illinois and St. Louis. So it was another instance where a team really got in late in a recruitment and pulled it out. Because uh, if you'll remember, David Jones, another wing in the 2021 class, uh, originally from the Dominican Republic, plays at a... Smaller school in West Virginia. Sort of seen as an Illinois lean, perhaps. And then DePaul kind of swooped in and got him. Kind of the same deal with Jordan Nesbitt. Illinois was among maybe the, the his early real run of Power 5 offers you know, this spring, which you know, came later than maybe they should have. He's pretty talented. But Memphis didn't offer until early August, and yet he's going to go play for Penny's Bunch. So All right. kind of tough sledding on the recruiting front. Next there. decision uh, coming? Uh, no date like locked in for a commitment, but it will likely come from Sam Iomide, uh, 6'11", maybe 7-foot center. Uh, he's originally from Nigeria, plays at a at the Phelps School, and it's a kind of a Philadelphia suburb. Named his top six yesterday, included Illinois, Memphis, again, Kansas, Seton Hall, Providence, popping up once more, Ed Cooley, and Wake Forest. Really sort of seen as he's going to wind up at Memphis, because they... Added another 2020, 2021 recruit last week, other than Jordan Nesbitt. And it's uh, a guy that uh, Ayumide is pretty close with, apparently. So, And then if it's not Memphis, Kansas is sort of seen as maybe mm. an option. All right, follow along each day, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Scotty, what's your lead story for your Sunday College Basketball Extra? Do you know yet? Don't know yet. Okay. You might want to get to work on that because we have something called a deadline in the newspaper business. We do. Okay. But this is also for Sunday, and mm. as long as I'm done by Friday. Okay. Just checking in on you. Got a few days to okay. work on it. Good stuff. Well, let's try to do better next week, and uh, uh, maybe your mom will uh, revisit us with some more questions. Again, questions may or may not have actually come from my mom. <laughs>
Thank you, Robin. All right, we'll uh, talk to you guys next Monday.